Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the football podcast. Everybody's here and we're going to be talking football. That's right, last week's games, this week's games, football news, anything football based. If you're watching or listening, wherever you're checking us out, please do think of subscribing. It's an amazing thing to do and it really means a lot to us. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. Oh, I wasn't ready. I totally was. Uh, Paul. It better have been ready as it was even started the, the recording. But anyway, that's neither in nor there. Uh, welcome along, ladies and gentlemen. It's your uh, it's your weekly fix of uh, football. Both yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll go with that. Both in your arm apparently and in your ears. Um, but yes, it will will bring you some championship based nonsense, mainly focused around Middlesbrough, Hull, and Nottingham Forest. Not necessarily in that order. Um. And we'll discuss the wider, the wider footballing world, I suppose. What better place to start than last week's games? <clears throat> you say that. I'd like to ask a question. Why is it over less games we can apparently do loads better? Is it because we water down our predictions? It's quality, not quantity. This guy. So, New Year's resolution, we have to only predict half the games. Yes, who's with me? The Saturday games. <laughs> Which half? The first half. There we go. You can, you can pick which of the two games of your team has got the best chance of winning and predict that one. How's that? No? Nobody? I mean, no takers? If we, if we wanted to get proper sort of niche we could do that we could predict how each half is going to finish that's, that's that, yeah. you know when we said quantity not quality <laughs> 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 and now we're predicting half so that's doubling the amount therefore further diluting the kind of thing so uh, yeah no well, well, what is the first round of predictions for next season Paul's now going to do how many corners is the year <laughs> You know, when you, you know when you sort of look at your podcast feed and you see, ooh, that one's only, that one's only 40 minutes. That'll, that'll be a nice one. Oh, no, that one's, that one's seven and a half hours. Might have to leave that one until, you know. <laughs> so, last week there were only three games, which, you know, is a lot if you look at this week's games. So, let's talk about them. All City versus the city closest to my heart, Bristol City. Um, Stu, talk to me about what happened in this game. Come on. It all started so well. It did. Um, after three minutes, Hull went 1 0 up with the Ryan Longman goal. Bristol levelled on 54 minutes with Semenyo. Uh, I'll be honest, at that point I thought, I would go, that's it now. I, 
could just see it all going completely wrong. Uh, and then, just to give us a bit of false hope, George Honeyman banged one in on 79 minutes. And, uh, yeah, <coughs> they waited all the way until uh, injury time to throw away two points. It was a decent finish, to be fair. Uh, but James banged one in in the 91st minute to make it Hull City 2, Bristol 2. Now, I'm going to make this quick. I'm not going to dwell on it. Um, nobody of the four people here predicting predicted a draw of any description. And the reason I say of any description is that might be relevant later in the podcast. Um, no draws were predicted, so no points to be had. Uh, everybody had hauled down to win. And everybody would have been right Apart from you know that last goal that made it made it wrong, um, so we're not doing well predictions wise for points because there weren't any. But two men emerge from the darkness because they predicted the honey monster banging goals in both Paul and Matt. I believe Matt. I believe uh, Matt correctly pointed out that he was uh, he was first to be all over the honey man. He, he was. Um, like I said, I, I believe I said it in the uh, in the group chat the other day. Whereas me and Matt went for sweetness, we should have gone for length as well as sweetness, and we'd have had both both goals going. Podcast after dark. I didn't want to say anything because I just presumed <laughs> that I wasn't privy to these kind of conversations. <sighs> I'll remind you of that when we get to the scores for the week. Um, speaking of scores for the week, Stoke City, Middlesbrough. Any uh, Anything to say about this, Paul? Um, technically, I don't need to give you an update on this one, as uh, nothing happened. It's uh, like they didn't play. Do you know what? In fact, what I'll do is I'll, I'll I'll sort of go into the wider footballing scope for this. So across the four divisions, um, on on last Saturday, there were two games that contained no goals for the home and away side. One of them was Hartlepool United at home to Scunthorpe. As, as we've listened to, uh, people who've listened to this podcast before will know one of those teams is quite close to my heart. The other game that contained no goals for the away team or the home team was Stoke versus Middlesbrough. Another team quite close to my heart. So... Over the slightly court. less close now is what well, you're saying. Yeah. So, the, <laughs> so the, two games, the two games in the entirety of the Football League on Saturday that had no goals in them, I had a hand in both. It was your fault. Mo- uh, must have been. My dad was, when I was at the Bulls <laughs> game, we, we'd sent him a text because there was, there was another game that was, this is getting massively off the track, but in League Two, obviously they they. My dad went and watched a nil-nil draw. At Oldham, there was a 5-5 draw. And my dad was convinced that there hadn't been five shots in the Hartlepool United game. So, all 
developers had chosen to boycott the game. So more people than more people than normal should have seen that game, but didn't because they chose not to go. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nil nil Middlesbrough, no goal scorers to go. With a with a nil nil, that means any goal scorers that were predicted are null and void. Anybody want to own up to uh, putting down a draw for this game? That's right, because nil nil is the same as one one, or the same as two two. Isn't that right, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. Points on the board for Stu and. Matt, as Homer Simpson said, the two best words in the English language, default. Brings us to the last game. The last game. It's an interesting one, because Swansea City, I say they went up against Nottingham Forest, but did they? Matt... Well, it looks very lopsided when you see the result of four goals for Nottingham Forest and just the one for Swansea. But uh, if you watch the highlights, the highlights were one Swansea chance in the first half. And that was it. And you're like, all right, it's been a great game to see in the first half. And then the second half, just just an absolute barrage of goals. Um, So, yeah... um, Quite, apparently, yeah, the second half was quite a good performance. Um, the Forest manager going back to the club that he was placed on gardening leave, whatever that means nowadays, kind of thing, a bit kind of contentious and that type of thing, uh, considering he was shipped out and then somebody else brought in pretty sharpish. Is, is the way it is with football nowadays. Um, but yeah, so Forest uh, took the lead through Philip Zinkenagel uh, with quite a finish. Uh, Lewis Graben uh, getting a, getting the second. Um, uh, that was a, that was a bit of a scrappy one, if memory serves me right. A definite keeper error for third. Brendan Johnson, um, and then it always makes me laugh when this one comes up as Ribeiro Diaz, <coughs> as he's known as, um, which always made me laugh last season when Chris Hutton was play, was managing Forest. Because all you'd hear all the match was Kafu, 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 uh, all the way through the match. Um, and Swansea got one back through Perot. Now then. To say that he was on a losing side, that guy scored to fucking goals this season. He's got like 12, I think. Mental. Now then. You're going to need to write this down. Because it gets a little bit. muddy. Um, Matt, you did not get any points because you predicted a draw. Everybody else predicted a Nottingham Forest win. Points, points, points. However, Paul, that is where your points cease. Stu, however, had the had the foresight to go. I tell you, he's getting a goal, one of his sixty. It's grabbing, and uh, gets another point. Well done to you, sir. 
Um, did I mention how I got a point for predicting Forrest to win this one? I predicted uh, a, a two goals for uh, for Forrest uh, with Grabham and Johnson to score them. So uh, that's three points from this game. Anybody remember how Matt didn't get any points? Matt remembers. Matt remembers. Matt, did you uh, did you correctly predict the person who scored for Swansea? I think I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, did you also predict uh, Graben and Johnson to score for Forest? Definitely did, yeah. Yeah, so from non-points <laughs> to three. That's how that. That's how that went. It's called a swing. So. Third, now I know what you're thinking, but third for the week is Paul with two points. Joint second is myself and Stu with three points. Romping into the lead with five points. Let's not forget three of which from the same game. Mr. Matthew. Now then, illustrious leader of ours, where would you like to go next? Seems there's, there's only two games to pick this week. The listeners and viewers might be able to work that out based around the amount of teams we support. Let's do that, and then we'll discuss the week in football, which might be dominated by a certain thing that apparently is still here, in case anyone wasn't aware. Is it Disco? It might as well be. Um, yeah, we'll we'll do we'll do this week's games upcoming, and then we'll move on. As I think we can all agree, Paul clearly can't count because there are three teams, so that means there are three games. I had sent a faux angry text earlier this week saying, "Why did nobody tell me it was Podcast Derby Week?" <sighs> That's right. You guys know. Big Bournemouth fans over here. Yeah. So, about that, if you're getting pissed off that this week is is uh, podcast derby week, he's not going to be happy next week, is he? Fine. I don't uh, there's another one, yeah? I don't, I don't like predicting football, as we can Boxing. see by the points. Um, so, Middlesbrough take on AFC Bournemouth, and... Uh, yeah, Paul, you're going last. That's your punishment. Or is it? Um, I have put a score down here. And you know what? Fuck it, I'm going I'm going in, boys. Feel like Middlesbrough aren't gonna let a nil-nil just lie like that, are they? They're coming back and they're coming back hard. Two-nil Tavernier. And Spora. He doesn't agree. I was more looking at Stu's face as soon as he said Tavernier. <laughs> well then, Stu. Looks like you've nominated yourself to be next. I also agree that they will uh, try a little harder. So I have gone for 
a 1-1 draw. And I also have got Sporar for Borough. And I looked at the Bournemouth side and purely because it's fun to say I have picked Solanke. Matt? I am not as optimistic as you two gents. I have gone for a 2-1 Bournemouth win. They've had, a, they've had a bit of a shaky time and probably think, well, a little trip to the Riverdance will really sort us out. <laughs> um, uh, so, Crooks for Middlesbrough and then also Solanke and just for shits and giggles, Billing! should have picked that one really for me shouldn't I <laughs> come on Paul don't, li- don't listen to it don't listen to them come on I can't, I can't believe it not only has he stormed in put him down for a loss he's only going to take a my bastard prediction in it as well aren't he? slug um, yeah even though Bournemouth are coming off the back of a home defeat by Blackburn which I don't think a lot of people saw coming um, sadly, I feel they may have just a little bit too much for the Borough this weekend. So I've also gone for a 1-2. Much worse is the fact that I'm going to have to watch it as it's on Sky. Yeah. It's the early kickoff. Um, I'll go for... What more? Because he seems to go in that sort of little pattern of... Plays really well, scores a really good goal. Plays really dog shit and misses a goal, misses basically an open goal. That that was something that they repeated quite a few times on Sky Sports News as uh, miss miss of the day. On the basis, it was probably it was probably harder to miss than it was to fall over the ball in the manner that he did. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it did. It managed to. It might have got brought up the uh, the sort of the uh, the enigma that is Duncan Watmore. Um, Yeah, so what more to score for the Borough? Um, and I will have a Lewis Cook goal. He used to play for Leeds, therefore, you know, he'll probably get abused. Quite right, too. Um, and Anthony. There we go. of the week's predictions already done. Now then, we're in a bit of a difficult situation here because although myself and Paul can get our predictions in, who will go first out of the Forest fan or the Hull fan? Well, Forest are at home, so Matt Matt should have uh, have the honours if he wants it. Really? Well, Paul finished... The predictions for last one. But he's going first this time. Nottingham Forest take on Hull City, ladies and gents. It's Podcast Derby. Beautiful stuff. Paul, what have you got here? I suppose it'd be, it'd be nice for me to say a draw, you know, share of the spoils on as even and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, but then I remember that... Um, Hull didn't do me the courtesy of giving me a, a draw earlier the season, and neither did Borough with Forest. So it's, uh, I believe, in the round robin, 
it's Hull's turn to lose technically so I will go for a Forest 2-0 win wow and I will have Graben and old Zinks old Zinkanagel to get the goal I honestly thought for a moment you'd stolen my pick because I was like they're both in the room it's a 1-1 draw anybody gonna guess the goal scorers <laughs> might you have written on your piece of paper the name Lewis Graben and Keen Lewis Twaller <laughs> points for that man right there there we go that's it that's how that's how I roll so Matt yeah uh, I've gone with a two all draw See, two all draw he's gone with the same, same theory as me a Desmond go on uh, I want Zinkenagel and Garner for Forest. ok Lewis Potter and Wilkes for Hull. Alrighty. Stu. Yep, you two have been far too kind. Um, when Andy said, Paul, I thought you'd stolen my prediction. Genuinely thought Paul had stolen my prediction because I've gone Forest 2, Hull 0. Jinx. Goal scorers. So is, even though his own self is in the room, he hasn't given his own self a goal. No, no, no it works. Um, I have also gone for Graben. No shock to anybody there. And callback for the other one. Oh my. It's always somebody really obscure and really shit, so why not? As quickly as it started, it's over. All of the games are predicted for the week. You can tell the year's winding down. The question is, is the podcast winding down now? Because at some point we need to take a break. How much news is there to get through? A lot. I reckon, oh, I, reckon we can, I reckon we can cover it in the remaining time that just happens to be on this particular... Uh, Sounds like video. a challenge. Let's do it. Go. So, the main thing, obviously, unless anyone's been asleep for the past 18 months, uh, obviously, we're dealing with a global pandemic. What? Obviously, the, uh, the football world obviously stopped for a couple of months when it first arose. Uh, first arose, sorry. Um, and then got back to a regular schedule. And we're now starting to see the first sort of regular occurrences of teams being hit with multiple cases of of the virus across the squad. Um, So, what was the first game to get cancelled? So, it was recorded last week. Tottenham, Wren... Yeah, the conference league game was, was postponed 
I'm going to say, in keeping with podcast traditions, within minutes of us stopping recording last week, um, so that was the first game, that was due on the Thursday, the scheduled game at the weekend, which was Spurs versus Brighton, Brighton yep. was then postponed. Tottenham were a bit screwed in the minute, because obviously they had that game against Burnley postponed because of the snow, and then they had this game against Brighton postponed because of Covid. Um, I don't think the game this week has been cancelled, has it? Not yet. No, they're still due to play Leicester? Maybe? Yeah, Spurs are still due to play Leicester tomorrow, but apparently Leicester have come in that they've got an outbreak of, of cases yeah. in either the squad or the staff. Was it? So um, they want to get the game called, but they want to get the game postponed, but apparently they've been told by the league. <coughs> yeah, they, they've actually put in a request, haven't they, and they've been told to go away. Yeah. Um, but alongside the Spurs Brighton game at the weekend, the Burnley versus Watford game that was scheduled to be played this evening was was postponed at about five o'clock. It was postponed pretty late on, um, so I can't see that going down well. Uh, and also the Brentford Man United game yesterday was postponed. So yeah, we're seeing a lot more postponements at the moment than we probably. The best, the best thing about the the best thing about the Spurs Ren thing is is that UEFA have said they are not like rearranging the match. They're just going to decide what the result was. Yep, <laughs> which is just the best. And technically, them deciding the game will determine whether whether I was going to say Holland whether Spurs qualify for the next round of the competition or not. How many backhanders are Spurs slipping the to them at the moment? Say, please don't let us put us in the next <laughs> yeah, round. We it. don't want it's, to go it's, that, it's going to be that odd situation where they're going to sort of try and get out of it. So they might they might end up bribing them to not put them through. Did, yeah. did, you, did you mention the fact that it's hit the championship games as well? No, which oh the, the Sheffield United QPR game. I didn't even know that until I just looked now. Yes, yeah, so, so Sheffield United QPR was off uh, on uh, this past Monday. Um, the uh, QPR have then been forced to postpone the next game as well against uh, Swansea. Um, and I'm sure there was uh, Reading versus Luton and Millwall versus Preston are also off. So it's taking a hold somewhat. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, we're going to see more of it, aren't we? We're going to sort of, mm. as, it, as it sort of gets, it, that does, that sort of, the, as the cold sort of sets in, does it, is it that it, it likes the temperatures cold better or something like that? Cause it's, it's easier to multiply and, or like, you know, breed, sort of and whatnot. Sadly, I don't think we're, uh, yeah, like, like Stu said, I, th- I think we're, I don't think we're, we're at the end of seeing the postponement. I think we're only just at the beginning, sadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then combined with... That was the other thing that we talked about on the podcast last week and then it changed not quite as quickly, but I think it was possibly the day after. It was about the uh, the possibility of bringing in the uh, passes for the sporting events. Yeah. That, has been, that has been ratified in the last week. So um, we had this glorious thing of uh, Carlisle United, was it? Yeah. They've now officially changed their capacity to 9,999, so you don't have to um, show your COVID pass to go in. However, 
the day that you get 9,999 people in Carlisle United's ground, um, yeah, then, yeah. Uh, Not a problem. Probably <laughs> be showing a lottery ticket, a winning lottery ticket, rather than the uh, <laughs> the COVID passport. No offence. Um, so, yeah, so that, that was ratified, so... If you've if you've not had your jab, you might not go to football unless you've breathed negatively on a stick. So it boils down. Anything else news wise? I've got uh, two quick ones. Oh, Sergio yeah. Aguero retiring. Yeah. Um, which is sad. And uh, obviously a really good player, but obviously some kind of chest issues that seem to be going round a lot. Lindelof at Man United had it as whatever they had something as well, kind of heart monitors and stuff like that and then the second thing Barclays have invested 30 million into women's football for grassroots football and stuff like that which I think is uh, we like to talk about something positive towards the end and I think that is a real positive thing because it's something that needs to be invested in and promoted to a higher level I think absolutely I was uh, listening to a little bit with uh, Peter Crouch this morning as well and he's been back to a team that he went on loan to when he was 17 years old and I, I, I listened to him this morning cannot remember the team name for the life of me but they've done a, a documentary about it about and about him helping at the grassroots level again so it's like him taking training after like the fellas in the team have, have been at work all day and then like come down to practice so it's, I think it's going to be on um, streaming services so have a look out for that cool well, if there's nothing else... Oh, he has got one. So, obviously, the <laughs> the latest feature as such that we've tried to bring in is the sort of a little bit of lighter stuff. Um, this one isn't as nice as the uh, as the, was, the ones that we've done before, but here's the team sheet for tonight's game, and we are absolutely furious because Sidenham have fielded their players to spell out SRFC are shit. We know this for a fact, because Dane Francis, a striker, is wearing number three. Hope the league committee throw the book at them for this. This was a tweet that Streatham Rovers FC put out on their Twitter feed. And uh, when you actually look into it, it's quite funny. Because um, Sargentum FC uh, did in fact have Saunders Barry in goal, Rankin Thomas at right back, Francis Dane at left back, Cole, Dixon, Gavin, we could basically just go through this, but yeah, it did in fact spell out S-R-F-C-A-R-E-S-H-I-T on the team sheet. So, <laughs> I think we can share that to the Cookie Cast Twitter feed so that people I, I can believe, get a good... I believe that picture may go out on the socials if people want to have a quick look at it, because it is shit shithousery of the highest quality and yeah. uh, must be applauded at all times, so... That's Do you know amazing. what? Uh, Sidenham United. Well played, lads. Well played. Absolutely. Right, gentlemen, thank you very much for taking these lovely people through the sometimes choppy waters of the football world. And we will all see you next week. Bye! So there we go. What do you think to that? Short and sweet in some ways, mighty and powerful in others. Thank you to you if you're subscribing, and you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, 
SoundCloud, iTunes, even YouTube, or wherever. Please do think of subscribing. It really does help us, and it means a lot to us as well. You can also check out our website, thecookiecast.com. Over there we've got social media links and we've even got an email button. So you can drop us a line and let us know how you're getting them. There we go. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'll say bye and I'll see you then.